We don't have time to bicker. We just have to podcast. Well, I feel like she's close enough on Zoom that you should just start the intro. She'll join with her video I'm, and audio. I'm here. We can reschedule if you want to reschedule. Like, no, we cannot reschedule. All right. <laughs> so I don't we're just going to start. Welcome to an Oscar-worthy episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast because we're going to talk about Oscar nominations and a movie that could very well win for best editing next year, Boss Level, and we'll explain why later, mostly because it's super short. <laughs> and, um, but before we get into the show, I, my sisters, Lily and Becky, it's always good to know how you're doing. Becky, specifically, I want to start off with one question, which is, how did you enjoy Pi Day, March 14th? We released our IGV, IGTV special. Give the audience a little flavor. Get it? You know, flavor. Well, like the flavor pie. was both sweet and tart and crispy and crumbly. And uh, I enjoyed it so much. I enjoyed so many pies that I probably don't need to celebrate pie day for another 3.14 years easily. <laughs> we and still have some of the leftover pies in our, in our living room and, and in our living room, in our kitchen. And I just, I look at them, I'm mad at them. I mean, just it was like so under the good, couch cushions. I'm just, I'm just like, what you, you need to, you stuff? need to freeze. You sh we should not eat that much pie. Please tell me you like froze some of the leftovers. I've been getting many messages over Instagram asking me like from friends that are nervous about the amount of pie that was shown, we wanting to make sure alone. that we froze the leftovers for later. We didn't eat it alone. And there is it. We gave a lot away. Anyways. I think we gave three pieces away. Like I saw exactly three slices being given away. <laughs> By given away, you mean we ate it? Then yes, we gave a lot of pie away. All right. Well, people should check out our our IGTV special on Pie Day. Becky and I tasted a lot of different pies from the pie shop in DC. Lily, mm -hmm. how are you doing? And what are you going to do in order to meet with? Sam Jamie or whatever his name is from the outline. I like have to like take out a sketchy credit card and like open a new bank account. Right. I got one of these and like from like I have to like basically like give all my personal information over to some guy in like another country who is like scamming me. But if I might like meet Jamie, then it's worth it, even if I like have to hand over like power of attorney or something, whatever it is. Yeah, I got Done. one of those credit card. Um, real credit card, my actual credit card company offering. We hope meet and greet, or maybe Sam Ewan's just like fishing for people's credit cards. <laughs> fishing people, I, I don't think I'm on the fishing list for people who like Outlander. I'll tell you that. If your Siri is listening to you, then your phone thinks you like Outlander for how much we talk about it. <laughs> so you're on the list. Very funny. Okay. The Oscar nominations came out. We are not going to read all of them down because who has the time? I can confidently say, looks like there are some incredible movies and incredible performances nominated. 
and I'm pretty sure, despite being at home and watching when when did these movies, movies come out? <laughs> a ton of movies this year. I know that a, I know a bunch of them came out. Like I, I know I recognize a number of the names, but clearly there were these moments where I had the choice between watching Boss Level and something else. Or any one of the like weird horror movies, not PG Psycho Gorman, that movie's amazing, but any one of the weird horror movies that I watched and didn't watch any of these great movies. So I can't, I can't tell you that I, I know which one I'm rooting for per se, but Becky and Lily, what, what do you think this phenomenon is where we're in 2020, we have these movies that seem to be fantastic from from far away from from seeing the previews or the clips and everything like that but that we just didn't get around to i think it's pretty obvious i think it's because we just don't watch good movies no it just seems like a one-to-one relationship i think i think this has been a really tough year and while these movies while these movies seem amazing, I think they look like really tough movies to watch. They do look heavy. These yeah. are they look like particularly heavy. heavy. Like there's no, there's not even like a Tom Hanks war movie thrown in there. <laughs> like that like, would have been the light movie. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like this looks like some brilliant, but like really heavy stuff. And I just think we were more boss level this year. Yeah, this year was the year of Bob. And I watched a bunch of old classics. I watched The Night of the Living Dead. I watched the Also, Night. I'm not clear on how you can watch any of these movies. That is true. It's the other part confusing. is right. The only person I know, by the way, who's seen all these movies is an Academy member and has gotten all right. the screeners. And I'm like, yeah, it's well, like obviously cheating. you've seen them. I think you have insider well, information it's like getting there. DoorDash <laughs> for the Academy Awards. Like they just brought them to his house. Well, Judas yeah. and the Black Messiah, which I really wanted to see, I went to go look and and see that it it's it says it's on HBO Max when you go to like the websites that say where things are streaming. And unless I'm not using HBO Max properly, <laughs> I cannot possible. find the movie right now. And that's super frustrating to me. When I feel like I've been yeah. seeing ads for it all year. So I, I feel like I you know what now. the movie theaters need to do. The movie theaters need to create streaming because I can't keep track of where all the different movies are available oh, on like, all their different streaming services. Like if you services. paid for like an AMC pass, you'd be able to watch all the movies that would that be at would, their that would have been online. in theaters. Like I'll buy I'm my pretty sure fifteen they, bucks. I'm sure, pretty sure they have that. Just so you know. well, do I'm they? pretty sure I just came up with it. So <laughs> no, there you sure. go. Because I feel like no, that I would. I'm saying like think, that is something I would buy I into I just, because I think I just came up with that. In like, addition to my streaming services, which I won't get into it, but I did not realize how much I was paying for all my different streaming services. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just tell you. It's a big I had to cancel a few. at this point. Becky probably yeah. pays for the most on her own in the family other than me. Yeah. So you mean is, everyone is, but me. Which is two. <laughs> no, mom and dad too. Mom and mom's always like, what's the log? I got I changed the login for your Disney. I Plus. pay <laughs> I pay for two. And then when Outlander comes on, I upgrade and I get stars. That, that's <laughs> totally fine. I yeah. think that if if shows are premium networks are gonna cost as much as they can, vote with your feet. You should be allowed to sign up when you want. And then other networks offer these deals. Like I'm locked in for Paramount plus at least till one of my daughters bought mitzvah because I got like the super sign up deal. Once I saw their right. avatar show. Okay. Okay. So we don't so, know where to find these movies or we didn't try hard enough because we were too busy watching other things. Just make us Academy members and send us screeners. But oh, I wish, but what are you, can we sign up for, for that? How much does what? that cost? 
Like <laughs> that what's service. that that streaming service? <laughs> that streaming service was the Academy member streaming service. Cost. I feel like they yeah. could like they could use an influx of cash. Those guys, okay. we they should start that. <laughs> I um I I so I am still rooting for certain things because there are certain things that even if I didn't see it, I'm inherently rooting oh, for it. That's or how things, yes, a hundred percent. Or things that I saw that I'm rooting for without really like there's no context to what I'm about to say. Meaning if Agreed. I'm rooting for something, I'm not not rooting against anything else. I'm just saying I saw this thing and I liked it. Or for I sure. think about this thing and I like it. There's literally no context here. So please don't add me as the kids say. My number one thing I'm rooting for, and if you follow me on Instagram, I like kind of jokingly called this earlier this year, but I- I think you're pretty serious about it. <laughs> I mean, I was serious about believing that Husavik, the finale song from Eurovision, the, the story of Fire Saga, uh, was your best, your best song Oscar winner. Um, and I mean, I think it's unlikely given what the competition field looks like, but it did get nominated. And Tony from Take Two texted me to tell me he's like, who's it got nominated? And I thought he was totally joking based on my rooting for the um, the ghost song from Beautiful Ghosts from Cats last year. But no, Husevik from Eurovision. I love that song. I think it's one of my favorite musical moments ever in a movie. And I does just Rachel love... McAdams really sing it? No, no, no. It's no, a, she does it's not. Swedish, it's I believe it's a yeah. Swedish singer who named my Marianne, who does the who does the vocals for her character. But Will Ferrell is singing in it. So the idea that Will Ferrell <laughs> is nominated for an Oscar for a song. Well, he I think it's the people who write wrote it. I'm pretty I sure think he's he, one of the co-writers. Pretty sure he is. he's not listed. Oh, he isn't? Oh, okay. no. Because it would be amazing. That would be amazing if he won an Oscar. For an Oscar. I agree. Uh, but at least, so but that that to me is, uh, when you think about music in a movie, right? Not just a song that's on the soundtrack, but music in a movie, that is one of my favorite performances of musical moments in a movie ever. Um, and then I'm rooting for Chadwick Boseman, rest in peace, rest in power. Um, yeah. Because although I did not see the movie, uh, I think he's an amazing actor. And if this is our last chance to give him an Oscar, like, let's do it. Not like, I don't, I, like, m lesser people have been given awards, lesser actors and human beings have been given awards for, for lead actors. So Chadwick Boseman. And then I really, I, I, I'm rooting hard for Soul and Onward, but they're in the same category. And, and we can talk about that a little bit more later. But it's, I think that's a really tough... Like, I feel like they really could have, although I appreciated having both movies this year, I feel like they could have spread it out to like Seoul in 2001 so that they weren't up against each other. 2001? Also, also, what did also I say? 2021? Sorry. Also, no, because 2021, they have other awesome movies coming out. When you out. talk about music yeah. in a movie, like, Onward has like the most awesomely metal soundtrack and Seoul has like yeah. the greatest jazz soundtrack. And just again, a really cool year for music and movies. And that's awesome. What about you, Beck? What am I most excited for? Or what are you rooting for? Who are you rooting for? What am I rooting for? Well, the number one movie I'm rooting for is obviously Crip Camp because that movie is very near and dear to uh, my heart and to the to my life right now. Um, I actually work at the company that the writer, uh, the writer, sorry, the, the director of the film, uh, Jim Lebrecht started. So um, I work at that company. I know Jim really well. I work. I've had the 
just amazing pleasure of getting to know him and work with him throughout my career um, when I was in the Bay Area and then especially over this last year. Um, and, you know, Jim has been just, he has been such a, when I say like a champion of doc filmmakers, like you don't understand, like people don't get into docs to make money. You are not going to make money making documentary films. And Jim's role as, um, as a re-recording mixer and dedicating himself like so specifically to documentary films, you don't do that because you want to become some sort of mogul. You do that because you really deeply care about films and filmmakers and telling these stories. And that's what his whole career was. And so for everyone in the community, after, you know, decades of him supporting all of, all of us, all the filmmakers for him to go and make his own film. And I, like, I wasn't working with him at the time, but he, he is so involved with everybody in the doc community. He'd be like, yeah, I'm going to go out. You know, I remember I was one person I was working for, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to shoot an interview for, for Jim, for this film he's making. It's his first doc film. So this is his first movie that he was directing himself. He co-directed it with, with another person, with Nicole Newham, who's also a wonderful, brilliant filmmaker. And so this is his first feature film. And to go for, from decades of supporting other filmmakers in the process as a re-recording mixer and then to direct his own film. And he's such a beloved person. He's such a good, like if you could just give awards out to people based on being good humans, he would get it. But then on top of that, his film is, is just, I mean, it's Academy Award worthy. And so we're just everyone at the company, everyone I think just in general in the documentary community that knows him is kind of like on fire with excitement, feeling like this is so earned, not just for how wonderful the film is, but for him as a person, when you want to see good people getting there, getting the moment to shine. So yeah, Crip Camp is the number one film I am rooting for. For all of our listeners that are Academy voters, you know where to put your vote, because I know we have a lot of those. <laughs> Um, so that's the one I'm rooting for. And then after that, I'm just going to quickly name other ones I'm rooting for Burrow, which is a short animated film. You can see it on Disney plus. I don't know the filmmaker well, but, um, I've met her a couple times and she is, her name's Maddie. She's just really, again, just like you love seeing great people succeed. So I'm excited about that. And it's a super awesome film and then films I haven't seen but I'm rooting for include Sound of Metal, um, Minari, and Nomadland, which I haven't seen any of them, but I, I, I feel like I would love them. Minari, is that what it's called? Maybe I got the name yep, wrong, actually. Yep, no, that's correct. Okay. All right, well, what about you? Who are you rooting for? Oh, you're on mute, but that's okay. I muted myself. I'm unmuted. I'm, I'm going... I'm going to ditto everything you guys said, because obviously I agree with all that. I'm going to add specifically Riz Ahmed. I feel like he could be an Oscar winner this year. That would be amazing. Even he's, though we haven't seen Sound of Metal, it's no, supposed to be like- he's, And he's a phenomenal actor. However, I also really want Steven Yeun to to win. Right? Because he's Glenn. Ugh, Glenn, and like, you guys, Glenn. You guys, I stopped like, watching the show- no, I kept watching he and died like, because I just, just couldn't handle the idea of I him think dying, so I stopped watching. Amazing, it. and I can't wait to see that movie. And um, I feel like this is like 
I feel like the best actor category is never interesting, and I feel like this year it's like on fire. So I'm very. I feel excited. like the Oscars are never interesting. Oh, he's Glenn but this... from Walking Dead. Dead, yeah. I was like, he is not Glenn from Superstore. You are mixing things up. No, no, no. He's from the Walking. Dead. No, but I also think the reason the Oscars are interesting this year is because it's like far less white, and the films are just far more interesting than they typically are. Um, agreed. And a lot of just what I think are considered smaller films, even though no film is really small, but there's just like less massive Hollywood blockbusters because this year we didn't have as many, you know? So. Right. Um, and I think if Shy, if Husevic doesn't win, then I'd love Leslie Odom Jr. to win for his song. Um, I believe it's for One Night in Miami. Is that uh, what it's for? Um, yeah. Yeah, so. is that what he's the song is not best original song? Um, yeah, it's for One Night in Miami. The song is called Speak Now, but I just think he's amazing, and that'll be cool to see him win. I'm sure he'll like, I feel like he could be like a goat, not a goat. What's the one for Oscar? He got he got that's it. He could also be the goat because he's incredible. And then, guys, don't you feel like um, Glenn Close needs to win? Has like, she not won yet? Always a like, bridesmaid, never a bride. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. sure. I, movie. I mean, that, yeah, that's she, not. I don't know. She was great in it. It's a movie. Thing. I I thought she was fantastic in it. I did see it, and I'm Hillbilly not. Elegy. Hillbilly Elegy. I've did seen watch. it, and I think that she was amazing. I think she's always amazing. Um, the movie, it, the, the movie might have a lot of issues or whatever people could say about it. I thought it wasn't a bad movie. That was pretty good. Um, it's on Netflix, at least here. And I feel like uh, Glenn Close deserves to win. So Olivia Coleman won last year, right? Um, let Glenn Close win. If not, she won every other year. So whatever. She's you um, know, so I just, yeah. I feel like I really hope it's Glenn's year. Um, and that's that. That's what I have to say I'm about not that. interested in seeing Hillbilly Elegy. It was good. Amy good. Adams is always amazing. She'll have her chance in the future, but I think like she was great. I, yeah, it's a pretty good movie. Right. I mean, you yeah, know, the, the but... preview to me felt like kind of like poverty porn. Like I wasn't. I it's don't a know. true story. It's written. The guy. It is okay. Yeah, so maybe they just didn't. I don't know. I, I I think it's. I mean, it it wasn't well reviewed. So I, not that I care about reviews very much, but I think it was heavy things that I need boss to... level. I, I I don't think yeah. I think in this case, if you're interested in seeing it, see it. I don't think the review like bad reviews about it didn't like determine mm-hmm. like it was still good cool all right so now what are the uh, not snubs but like who would you add to these categories again without taking away from other ones for me i'm all about tenet i think tenet was probably of the 2020 movies i saw like other than eurovision tenet was probably i thought the coolest movie i saw again not having seen all of the movies that are nominated for oscars but there was me, a, the- an award for like making a movie in reverse it would win <laughs> reverse that, special effects that that movie i think it was really ambitious and really cool and whether it's directing for nolan or cinematography for hoyt van hoytema who i think i don't know how to pronounce that properly who was also the cinematographer on dunkirk um and i think john david washington and robert pattinson both put out phenomenal acting performances and um you know if john david washington doesn't get his nomination now hopefully he'll get it at some point um I mean, he got, he's been nominated before. So I guess being nominated again would be fine. But I thought Pattinson also kind of was a huge gem in that movie and really helped make 
like the true supporting actor yeah agree like the true like that was a great supporting role it made everything in the movie better even though it was a secondary character and then of the movies i've seen i would i would have put soul in there for best picture i think that was so incredible and then it would leave room for onward to win best animated and then i really loved the documentary class action park the one about the 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 amusement park in new jersey that that our friends grew up going to i thought that was like really interesting and weird and funny and kind of depressing but but it was very cool anything you're you feel like is missing that you saw or i mean i feel like you make a good point with tenet but i don't think i saw first of all i'm i literally am like did i watch movies this year i don't remember anything but um i think the move the movies that I'm thinking of while are special and I really enjoyed wouldn't be like epic enough to be an Oscar contender. Um, so yeah, so I don't feel like I saw that many things that I sort of walked away from it feeling, uh, you know, so moved, like it was so phenomenal that it should be on this, in this kind of stage. Yeah. So well, let's see. Best visual effects. Okay. Oh, Tenet was nominated for best visual effects. Okay. That makes me happy because at least give him that. The, I mean, hello. The movie's was, in rewind. That's what well, I just said. And I guess that's the award the for that. <laughs> and and the Midnight Sky, Lily, that movie, didn't you see that movie with George? Yeah. Clooney? That's nominated I, for best visual effects also. Oh, is it? Because I missed the last half hour. Maybe the I mean, like I'm thinking like the, the other movies I saw were like just the looks happiest like it, season. It just looks like yeah. it was a snowy, like they just filmed in the snow. I don't. Okay. <laughs> and space yeah. stuff. I mean, I would not have pegged that movie for visual effects unless in the last half hour, a lot of stuff happens because I never finished it. All right. And what? And what movies are you most excited to see now that we've seen which ones are nominated for Oscars? For me, Judas and the Black Messiah, Promising Young Young Women, One Night in Miami, and then I just want to keep watching Eurovision over and over again. I saw that was on your list. Yeah, I would say that <laughs> plus Minari, Nomadland, Sound of Metal are the other ones I'm. I'm yeah, I, I, really I would say of all see. of them, I want to say like Sound of Metal is probably. I'm surprised that show that's not like up on as your a, list. As a drummer who you know has you probably out. lost a little bit of my hearing, not a lot, but a, enough of it. But I, you it, always wore earplugs. I feel like he did not wear earplugs in this movie. Fair enough, but it, it is a scary. It is a very scary it concept. To me, Happened so. to Phil Collins. It did. And, yeah. it, and it's a very scary com, com, concept to me. I'm sure it's amazing. And Riz Ahmed is amazing. So I I, I guess I, I will see it eventually, but it's, it's a very scary. I mean, concept. if it makes you feel better, I work with all people who are, who are musicians and work specifically in sound. They've all seen it and none of them were traumatized by it. Okay. Well, I'd like to. That, that's definitely one I really, I really want to see. Although uh, of uh, of the group, I'm probably most interested in Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, uh, and okay, all right. Now, changing gears. Oh, um, well, sorry. Go ahead. No, nope. changing gears to a movie. Wait, we all... I just, I just, sorry. I just want to point out one thing. I didn't see One Night in Miami, but I do love Regina King so, so much. I, yeah, I'm really excited to see I that. I feel like that movie must be good enough that she should have gotten nominated, right? People like, are saying that that's a big snub. I'm just yes. like, there's no way right. that how's wasn't Re- a how's contender. Regina King in a movie that's nominated for Best Picture and Regina King isn't also nominated for Best Actress? I'm just sort of like, yeah. I well, just no, like, didn't she direct one, it? She directed it. No, she directed right. One oh. Night in Miami, and that's what yeah. I don't think. 
She's no, not she, in directed it. she directed it. it. And oh, so I don't geez, believe yeah. that it's not at least worthy of a nomination. Like, I'm not saying it would win. I haven't seen no, but, it. I feel but like it should have been nominated. That she was snubbed. That she should have been like, nominated. It's That's Regina crazy. King. She's she, definitely making good so choices I, I, behind I, the lens. Like, I didn't know. That's nominated for best film and she's nominated not nominated for best director but that's always like a weird that's like always... there's always a weird discrepancy with those two categories that that's kind of doesn't make sense well because the producer game. gets best film and the director gets best the director's director often like, also shouldn't... the producer i mean they're whatever well like, we'll split hairs another cameron, time james cameron didn't like he went up twice when he won the titanic ones he got to see yeah. a lot of james cameron that night so just give Regina King an Oscar every year. She's the best. <laughs> oh, she's um, the best. All right, let's talk about a movie that will win for best. So we've been to, we were talking. We were guests on the Buddies Without Borders podcast with CB Jackson and Hey Chris, guys, Chris Royce. We love you. Um, hey buddies, it will air hi. well after this episode airs because it's coming out at the beginning of April. But one of the things we talked about was like the notion of directors' cuts movies, and and I posited that you know what I want to see. I want to see the editors' cut because directors' cuts tend to be just like super long and an editor's cut is probably has all the things you need but without the studio interference boss level is a very heavily edited film i i, I give it credit because what is it like an hour and 30 minutes hour and 33 minutes like very it felt short. like two and a half hours starring frank grillo <laughs> it does not feel short fighting uh fighting an evil mel gibson and, and naomi watts and um, there's a lot of voiceover. So in case you have any confusion as to what's happening, it's sort of like a Groundhog Day video game fighting your way through the world kind of uh, um, movie um, with some like quippy action humor. Uh, I thought it was I thought it was pretty fun. I did take a little schluff about two thirds of the way in. So I kind of like tells you everything you need to know. Can I just read you my, I, you know what? This is my review. I'm just going to read my texts. Okay. Naomi Watts is doing this movie. I wrote that like two days before. I don't I read your text. On the poster. It's a very I, detailed, I this is a very detailed description of what's happening. I'm busy watching Frank Grillo pull his own tooth, pull his own tooth out. Vlad suspects a Chinese production company is behind the voiceover. Uh, for a short film, it feels impossibly long. His VO could be studied in film school. Vlad checked. Movie is backed by China. So, <laughs> well, be... it does strike me as a movie that would be made very much with the notion of marketing to overseas markets, because I love Frank Grillo, but he hasn't gotten like American leading man status. But he is a really, I think, good actiony type of leading guy. But, and where else are you going to get Mel Gibson as a okay. lead actor than in a movie that is not marketed really? To, to no, but I do want right. to say well, the reason is just it's like it it has the packaging of a great like American or American style like American action movie, and then kind of when you get into it, there are a few things where you're like, this isn't quite for an American audience which is fair, it's great. It has more international appear, appeal. But as soon as you like start to notice it or scratch the surface, it has a bit the, of a, the, there's a few tells. And we it has a bit of a Canon Films vibe. Like they made the yeah. poster before like they made the movie. Right. Um, but, I, but I come away from this further confirming how much I love Frank Grillo, how charming and funny he is as like a gritty, as a gritty um, cop. In fact, in some ways I'm like, 
hey, I, I feel like if he doesn't turn out to be a jerk in real life, let's slot him in for more Mel Gibson style roles. Also, he's a beast. You see that body? That's like yeah. Jose just could not stop being like, what do you think he eats? And I kept being like, probably not as many French fries as you. Because <laughs> you got like a kick-ass bod, but you work out a lot. But I'm yeah, like, I would look like Frank that Frank at 56. I was here for Frank Grillo in the lead. In addition to being a great action star, he's a good actor. And I think yeah, what bothered me about the VO, when it comes down to it, what bothered me about the I thought you said B.O. I was like, how did you smell this? Maybe but I bet it smells kind of good. Um, <laughs> what I meant about, what I bet, what bothered me about the VO when it came down to it is that, is that I thought he was delivering with the acting. And it really worked for me. And the VO, it was oftentimes him explaining what expressions he was making on camera. And the reason it bothered me is because it felt like the director, the writers, the production company didn't trust that he could deliver the performance or didn't trust that audiences would un- would follow the performance. So very specifically, there's a moment where he's hugging the little boy, his son, and I don't want to ruin the movie, but he's giving, he has like a very specific expression on his face of what he is feeling in that very intense moment and then immediately begins to describe what he's feeling. Do you think I'm like, movie, come on guys. Do you think this movie got punished because Tenet was so hard to understand? They're like, this is a time <laughs> loop, time jump movie. Uh, sorry, no one understood Tenet. We're now going to have you read every scene. We're just going to make sure you loud. understand. Yeah, we're going to read every scene out loud to you and describe it. I, um, I, look, I just uh, like hearing I, I, his voice I, the whole time. I'm just going to say that if this movie, I know this is a Hulu movie, but if this was a Netflix, Netflix movie, it would win the Oscars for Netflix <laughs> for how good it oh, was. Oh, yeah, this is a hundred yeah, times better. Because there were some, like, callbacks, I think, even to, like, old guard. Like, it had some, like, old guard things with the, like, getting killed and coming back to life stuff. It, and I was yeah. Like, it was a hundred times better than every yeah. Netflix action. Agreed. And half the time, and um, there were some great lines in it. I feel like, so you can't not I'm, mention we, we need to talk mind. about we only have a few yeah. minutes left but we got to talk about the most important line the most line. important line the the like one for the crowd was when uh, frank girl finds out one of the assassins chasing him uh owns uh, the gun she uses to assassinate people is hitler's actual gun from the from world war ii and when he beats her in whatever fight they have and he shoots her and he shoots her a few extra times. He goes, that one's for the Jews, which is like a total like playing to the crowd, like like chuckle 90s, 80s action movie line, which I think I, I'm not sure if it was Becky or Lily that made the observation. It was Becky that maybe that was to balance out the fact that Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson is in the movie because we're like, Mel Gibson is definitely not for the Jews. So we're going to add this line in to be like, don't Although, worry, we don't get you it. Feel like- it's okay. Like I know there's cancel culture and all that. And like, obviously he should be canceled for like the despicable things he said. Mm-hmm. However, don't you think that if he's only allowed to play a villain, we can be okay with it. I also feel like he, he dies multiple times in this movie too. So, yeah. so feel like if he just like, keeps his mouth, fine. if he just keeps his mouth shut and I don't have to hear what his opinions are and he just does his job and but shows up in his movies, opinions. it's so. fine. Well, you know what? He's not very remorseful also. I, but yeah. again, I, I am not, I'm not an apologist for him as a person, but I admittedly, he is one actor for which I have a blind spot because I, he just like his. Also, his, I guess if his main thing is anti-Semitism and you're a Jew, it's like, you're allowed to decide if you cancel him or not. <laughs> but I want to say, I do to appreciate, you. I do appreciate for the most part, 
him generally being canceled because that takes a lot of non-Jews too to kind of just generally cancel. I mean, he's not clearly fully canceled because he's showing up and stuff. But like, I mean, so like what, Jody, what, Jody Foster's producing his films. But really, big I fans. loved when Vlad saw that Mel Gibson was in this. He goes, "Whoa, how did they get a big star like Mel Gibson in this movie?" I'm like, mm, <laughs> like "Rethink that." I'm pretty sure these are the only kinds of movies he can get. These. I, I mean, I, I do, do really want to see the movie Fat Man where he plays Santa Claus. Like, I want to see, where like it's like a yeah. violent action Santa Claus movie. I definitely want to see. You're it. there for that, and, Chai, but and I want more I, Frank I, Grillo. I just want more I, Grillo. I feel like I need to know. Yeah, like and Frank Grillo. We need more. Of, VO and BO of Frank Grillo. And I'm also like concerned about Naomi Watts's agents. Like, I just am wondering what's going on there because uh, maybe she heard Mel she was Gibson in. was going to be. What was the last thing she was in? I heard Huckabees. I don't know like Naomi she's Watts's said, stuff. She's, she's, she's an Academy she, Award. She's not like a small, actress. she's not like a small time actor, but I think no, I'm not she probably heard Mel Gibson is attached to the film. So she thought, oh, Australian. this is a big movie. Because her and Vlad, like like Vlad, she also like doesn't Didn't know what happened her. in the entire like nineties. She was out planting trees. Was she with the Liev one that Schreiber? was married to Leave Schreiber for yeah. a while? Okay, so she knows about Jews, so we can't use that as yeah. She was planting trees in Israel. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. All right, well that was boss level. I total buy by the way. I, I I enjoyed this. If you're, I would say buy system. if you own Hulu already. Yeah, yeah, if you, and you can watch, watch it. it. Yeah, so it's Don't a high rent. So it's a, it's a rent. high rent. It's a it's yeah. a three star movie, but that's a very I would say complimentary a, three star movie. No, what? No, I would say this is a standard rent because this is what the bar should be for rent. If you're coming in lower <laughs> than this, then you're a man. Stop rewriting I, I, rules because Netflix is making bad movies. Agreed. Agreed. This is like a classic rent. This is a classic, and, rent. and that's a the great, standard. That be. is a great place to be that is a podium worth standing on it also is a friday night movie if we had gone to see this with dad oh, we gotta, i think we should rewatch so it this summer say, with, with dad he when, when mom it. said when he says this one is for the jews how hard would mom have laughed dad would be cough laughing she i mean she if did she watched it with me yeah but dad didn't oh, watch yeah. it no he I was watch this not one. into it yeah so great okay. let's let's knock out some shout outs and rex becky you first and say where people can follow you. Um, or maybe no, you don't let have me go any. last. I'm not, I have to pull up my notes again. I'm not ready. <laughs> okay. Uh, Lily. Um, I discovered that I, like my, my genre, you know how you guys like, I like like love stories, star-crossed lovers, and then star-crossed lovers if there's like a space situation. Which is, which is why you need to see Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which I'm going to mention I guess. on every episode until you watch the show. Um, and then like I like a space situation. Well, I think also sci-fi star-crossed lovers is definitely my genre. Um, there's a few Black uh, Mirror episodes about that that I like really like. Um, and I've discovered the show on Netflix. It's just been like marketed to me heavily called The One. Which I don't oh, know if you guys are you get it. That? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. started it, and I'm like digging probably, the first. No, Lily. The question you. is, I don't know if you get it. Well, it's British, we so I don't know what you do. You get all of it, even like all the British stuff and the foreign no, I stuff. About, I guess you know. should probably watch The Expanse. It's not only about star-crossed lovers, but there is a huge star-crossed lover component of people basically who are in love well, from two different gravity places. So the only place they can be together is if they stay in space. Oh, that's like right up my alley. So might have to might have to get into that. And I'm just gonna give like a quick shout out to a movie from 2020 that Becky rented, recommended to me that I feel like is underappreciated. It is actually a really good movie, and um, it's the half of it on Netflix. Oh, I was gonna like, bring I, that up. 
before. A teen, and I don't like Becky said. I don't think it's anything that deserves to be Oscar nominated. But it was. I do it was feel like it was excellent. Yeah, unexpected and, the and overlooked. Young, the young woman who's the lead is excellent. It's, it's in it. excellent. Uh, Leah Lewis. Wait, wait. I'm gonna have to hop Leia off. Lewis. So I started watching some new, really dark. You're, um, Danish, I think, crime show on HBO, I believe, called The Investigation. I'm like three episodes in. It's very European. It's very dark, murdery crime investigation show. So I'm not saying whether it's good or bad. I'm just saying I started it. All right. So if that's your thing, can, you would where probably can people love it. follow you back because at Paper help. BK Princess on Twitter. You can hang out with me on Clubhouse. I'm on there as uh, at Becky Pamela. In fact, we have a Friday Night Movie Club on Clubhouse. If you're on Clubhouse, you should join it. My sisters, I've sent you the link. You should join it too. Not a great look when you're not member. I joined it. I no, you joined Clubhouse, but did you join the Friday Night Movie Club? So it's two different things. No, no, it's a it's a subgroup. <laughs> we don't have time Clubhouse. for this. I sent you you're the link. Have to well, I'm in someone's room. All right, I love you guys. Bye, Beck. Bye. We will close Bye, out Beck. the show. Love you. Yeah, love you. And. Uh, I recommend, so Buddies Without Borders with Stevie and Chris, even the episodes we're not on are so awesome. I love those two. They're such wonderful people. And uh, Stevie's show, Honestly, Charlotte, that you can stream on the Fearless streaming service and and a bunch of other places. Just check it out. It's so good. Um, it's so funny. Uh, Becky and I started watching this movie, The Kid Detective, starring Adam Brody, about a kid who was like <laughs> Encyclopedia Brown of his town when he was young. And oh, it takes cute. place like 20 years later and he, and there's been some sort and he has to actually solve a murder. And we got about, it was definitely super Canadianly filmed and we got about halfway through it and I was loving it. And then we switched to watch WandaVision with Vlad because that was intriguing. You said you, said you were never going to watch that. So. I, I got to tell you, it was literally until the last five minutes of the third episode that I was like, I'm sending an angry text to every <laughs> single person I saw say something. I'm finding the phone numbers of people because I was like, this is, I get how artistic this is. And, and like, I'm getting it. It's all in her head, you know, like, but I was, it was really, really, really starting to get tedious. Although an interesting send up of old timey TV shows. And then they start to get to the whatever black. I can't wait for you just to have to happening. Tell me all about this show so I don't have to watch. Joe, I, I have to like, I'm so glad Allie didn't watch the first three episodes because, they, again, they were brilliantly done, but it was also like, oh, okay, can we get to the like, we obviously know this is not where we're staying, right. anyways. I also don't really know what the basis of her playing things out in these old timey TV shows are, so I hope they're going to explain that too. Like, when they were captive, her and her brother, did they have to watch Nick at Night all the time? Because that's what the style of the show is. It's like the first episode is like Donna Reed and the second episode is more like Lucy and the third episode right. or Bewitched. And then another one is a Partridge I, Family. I Anyways, it kind of goes through the decades. But like, I, I like I, where is her basis for this? She's 10 years younger than me, her character. So, right. Um, and, uh, then, um, uh, watching a lot of, uh, wrestling with Emily Murphy, uh, uh, watching AEW dynamite a lot these days. So shout out to the T3 guys on the T3 network, the best wrestling podcast I know of. Um, and, or at least to Craig, I don't shout out to John. 
John's just a jar. <laughs> um, and no, I love those guys. And uh, it's fun getting back into watching some wrestling. Uh, Lily, where can people follow you? G-G-C-H-I-C-H-I-K Gomez on Twitter and Lily Corman on Clubhouse. And you can follow me at pancake for table on Twitter and Instagram, pancake and the number four table on Twitter and Instagram or letterboxed on clubhouse at shy Corman. One word, please check out the Friday night movie club. We haven't done any events yet, but we will be doing some sort of fun interactive uh, things soon as, uh, um, and it's been great to see folks signing up and we're going to, um, and, and we're going to always um, uh, remind you that it is super important to check out the NAACP Legal Defense Fund and the Equal Justice Initiative, two really important organizations that our family supports, that are doing great work uh, in our country for our democracy and for equality. And with that, the theme music by What Does It Eat is going to kick in, and we dance our way Bye.